When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Hello and welcome back to Lola Pops Off About Dramas with your host, Lola. Ah, Welcome back everyone. Today I have a wonderful episode for you where I will be giving you my final impressions of Run On, the recently aired Netflix original K-drama um, starring M. Shiwon, Shi Se-kyung, Soo-young, and Kang Tae-um. I only did a first impressions of this drama. However, I am so happy today to give these final impressions. Honestly, I'm not even sure how I want to go about this final review, but I will start with letting you know that there may be spoilers to the drama. So this is your spoiler alert, spoiler alert. (laughs) But um, before we get into the spoilers, let's just begin with a quick synopsis of the drama. Um, Because I think that always helps, you know, everyone get acclimated to what we're going to be talking about. So this story follows four young people, Ki Sun Gyum, Oh Min Ju, So Dana, and Lee Young Hwa. Son Gyum is a former popular runner for the national team in Korea and due to a violent unfortunate situation on his team he um, quits running professionally and is left with the decision of what else is there for me to do (laughs) since his entire life has been you know being in um, athletics so you know he has to kind of figure out what his next step is. And then you have Mi Ju, who is a translator, who um, writes subtitles for movies, and she absolutely loves her job. She's a huge fan of films, and she freelances this work, so she kind of has her own schedule. But she really want um like her goal and her you know thing that keeps her motivated is that she loves and wants to continue to see her name at the end of the movie credits and um, because she feels like the films that she you know does subtitles for travels the world because they get to you know premiere at these film festivals all over and her name at the end of these you know makes it feel like she's making a stamp um, in these other places in the world. So that's something that motivates her in her job. Um, and then you have So Dana, who is a CEO of a sports agency. And she's also the daughter of a man who runs the Sumyung group. I believe that's how you say it. And, you know, his that group is basically like this large um, corporation. And as the daughter of course, she is not the next in line to run the group. Instead, it's one of her brothers. And so she constantly feels like she's fighting to be the best at what she does in her um, company. And um, that's for her 
to prove her worth to her father. And then lastly, we have Younghua, Li Younghua. And he is a university student majoring in art. He is an aspiring painter. He loves movies, which he has in common with Miju. And he has the habit of whenever he's really stressed, he likes to just prepare canvases for painting. Not actually painting, but preparing just the canvases. And I thought that was a cute quirk that they'll show sometimes, you know, when you know he's in his own head. So, um, yeah, and I've, I don't think I've ever even known myself personally how you prepare canvases, and I didn't know it was something you can do yourself, but you know, it was really cool to see <laughs> how to prepare canvases for painting. Um, but yeah, so that's really cute about him, and he's you know, full of life, he's young, he's you know, college aged, and, and he's a kind of glass is half full kind of guy on the outside. Um, but as an artist, he does have that ability to be very, you know, go very inward with his thoughts. And um, it helps him be very perceptive, which is great when he's kind of in, you know, relations with Dana. <laughs> you need to be perceptive with her. But yeah, so those, you know, that's basically a little you know, summary just about these main characters. And now I want to get started on my thoughts about this drama. And I'm going to be honest with you up front, um, because I don't really know if I have all the words to describe how I feel about this drama. And I'm hoping that as I talk through this, I'm able to articulate um, how much I enjoyed this drama and relate it to this drama and how I had to eat my words about this drama and how happy I am with this drama and how sad I am that this drama is over. (laughs) I could honestly watch many more episodes with these characters. So just in a nutshell, that's my honest feelings about this drama. (laughs) And as I, you know, noticed, it's not the plot um, for me. It It wasn't a huge factor into how much I enjoyed this show. It was definitely the characters, hands down. I think each character, even the side characters, were so well-developed and round and full that I swear they are actually walking around in Korea right now. (laughs) I am just so impressed by the development of them all. Um, Not just the main characters, but every single character in this drama, which includes all the side and kind of small characters. And they started out and were introduced to us as themselves already. And there wasn't much confusion about who they were. They felt like the characters themselves knew exactly who they were. So for example, Miju and Sokyeom meet haphazardly. And they initially seem like they have no business even talking to each other because when they talk, it feels like they're talking at each other and fail and they fail to kind of understand what you know one another are saying and it just it's super super weird and super awkward. And those awkward interactions actually make each of them, you know, I mean make them try harder to understand each other and that's how they click. So they respect that they have a hard time communicating with each other and then almost have to lean in to um, one another to then force themselves to communicate. And so you can imagine that that forces people 
to grow together. So after that awkwardness of their first meetings, they are put in a situation where, you know, the story has them, you know, have to work together. And that, of course, pushes them even closer together. And in time, you have them able to easily uh, relate to one another and thus, you know, form this wonderful relationship. And um, Sogyum is mostly to blame for this awkwardness because his personality is one where he feels, you know, so upright and like mentally strong and capable to a fault, (laughs) which is weird. But like, that's his, you know, that's his character flaw. The fact that his strengths about his personality are also his character flaws. So where it almost, you know, stifles him. So he basically has a hard time, you know, expressing his real emotions and he struggles with even recognizing them. And that makes him almost childlike to Miju. And she lets him know that time and time again. And she feels like she's watching and helping him learn how to connect with his own emotions and thus he is able to share those emotions with others um unlike he was able to do um and before because it's all important because he grew up in a rich family with an overbearing father and an absent famous actress mother so he raised himself in a way and he learned how to be in tune with others so that he could please them but in time, you know, he was neglecting himself. So when he decides to quit running, it's after standing up for a friend and protecting that friend. And it's a decision he makes on his own, despite his family. And Miju is along for that ride. And she finds herself unable to unlatch from him. Her attraction to him is almost immediate. And she never denies it from the very beginning. She is drawn to him even in the midst of their awkwardness and you know she finds him attractive physically and she admits that pretty early on and so that was just nice and wonderful to see and and I think Miju and even Dana who I'm going to you know talk about in more detail later but I think Miju and Dana are characters that I just look up to I aspire to be like them they are both ideal images of you know of a of people for me miju is probably one of the best listeners ever she gives the best advice and even when she is hard on herself and you know feels less than she is still able to stop that type of thinking and bounce back and boy do i wish i could be like that all the time i mean she is by far just the most you know admirable character i mean you probably interact with and so I just love her for that um she's so inspirational and all the while she just also feels remarkably human like she feels human and uh, so relatable uh, so well done so and and the cool, cool thing about this too is that you know this story to me it may be plot driven but for me it definitely is character driven and Miju's character development isn't as drastic as Sokium. Instead, you know, hers feels less, you know, the most realistic, even though it's, you know, Sokium's is also realistic, but hers is the most realistic in that, you know, in real life, people just don't have these aha moments. And in a course of months, they become a, you know, a totally new person. 
Instead, you know, they meet someone new or they start something new and then that triggers them to want to be better. So then they start with these small steps to do so, to be better. Um, but the major change doesn't happen immediately. It, it shows gradually. And yet you see there's change, but nothing dramatic and it's subtle and that's okay. So for me, that was Miju. She ended the show changed, but not so much that you felt like she was totally different from how she was when we met her, you know, in the beginning of the drama. So, um, I just think I went on a little too much about Miju there because uh, she is by far, like I said, one of my favorite characters of all time already. Um, and so now I'm just going to let me just quickly talk a little bit about Soo Young. And yes, I'm saying Soo Young, the actress. Um, I, I'm going to fangirl about her really quickly because, you know, she is a star. <laughs> that's, that's all I gotta say. No, no other Sonish Day member, and if you're familiar with K-pop, Sonish Day was one of the biggest um, girl group K-pop idols in Korea. I mean, when they were at their height, they were at their height. And, you know, there's a lot of members now that have turned into acting and who are known to be, you know, you know, good actresses. But for me, Soo Young is the best. I mean, she never, ever disappoints. And I felt really proud watching her, you know, in this drama, despite there's no need for me to feel, you know, proud of her. <laughs> but it just made me feel like, yeah, there's still the deal for me. She will be an actress that we get to see, you know, a very long career of. So I'm happy for her. And yeah, fangirling moment about Young over. Okay, so <laughs> let's go back to the show. So Dana is her character, and she is, of course, another beautifully written character. She, to me, is the Sundari character. Um, and I, let me just go there, because I think I use that Japanese term a lot um, in my podcast, I'm noticing, because I feel like the Sundari character is a character type that you see a lot in storytelling, but definitely in dramas. And obviously, you know, maybe anime. <laughs> but um, let me just quickly, you know, give you a quick definition of that um, term in case you're not familiar with it. But I'm definitely pronouncing it incorrectly, but it's um, Sundari, as how I pronounce it. And it's used to describe a character who starts off very cold and rigid and disengaged with others. And there's sometimes, a lot of times, you know, they are mean <laughs> to others. But over time, they slowly reveal that they're actually really kind and thoughtful and warm. <laughs> and so it's, you know, it's just, a, a, to me, a, a typical character that you will see in a lot of K-dramas. And for me, Dana, it's that. She's very stuck up. She's quite emotionless at times and almost oblivious to other people's emotions. And I think that's probably the reason why her and Sogyung um, worked well together because he didn't share his emotions and she wasn't going to care about them anyway. So they were a perfect team. <laughs> but yes, um, she's connected to Sogyung as, you know, his sports agent because he used to, when he ran, he um, was, you know, managed by her sports agency. And, you know, he, she really just views him as an asset to her company. All the while, you know, they actually really do get along really well. 
And she's also a former athlete. Um, she who, you know, and that's something that she, you know, you find out really misses. And um, I think there's some regret tied to, you know, her soccer playing past. And so she kind of is like, you know, a, you know, a mirror of Sokyung in that way and that she's, you know, a former athlete who has now found another way to live after quitting, you know? So I think that's a cool thing to have them in that same bucket together and that ties them together. But she's, you know, a little rude and grumpy and harsh to others. And, you know, while she's Oh, and she's always complaining about, you know, things or people wasting her time. She always says how much she values her time. And I'm not sure if that has to do with her father's illness or even hers. And I feel like they, the show never really explicitly goes into great detail about that. As in, you know, if her Ill, illness is something that, you know, it does put a time limit on her life or, you know, on her or something like that. But she is, a you know, pretty, um, she has a, you know, a little... A sickness that you don't really know the details of, but you get to see, you know, how she engages with that. Um, so, you know, she values her time and she will let everyone know that. And, um, you know, and she connects with this college student, Dongwa, and she connects after, you know, noticing his art and feeling like there was something dark and like, you know, kind of depressing about his work. And she seeks him out because she wants to meet the artist who can paint like that. She's like, how do you, you know, who's, who's able to get those emotions through and, you know, and their painting. She wants to, you know, meet that artist. And she also wants to commission some work from him. But, you know, <laughs> she ends up treating him like a peasant and, and she calls him a kid and she even calls him her vending machine, you know, and this is all the while she makes sure that he always comes back to her. So like as he mis- as she mistreat- mistreats him, she still has a way to kind of pull him back in. And it's wonderful to see, really. <laughs> but also wonder how wonderful how she lets him and even Minchu know, you know, because she considers them both peasants. And in, in, in her kind of world, you know, she's in a certain area and they're in another. But she um, she likes to tell them how things that she does with them are actually new experiences for her. And, she, and I think that's cool that she like announces this, like, this is new for me. And they, you know, that makes them roll their eyes at her. But with Yonghua in time, you know, it actually, you know, makes him want to help her experience these new things like falling in love and dating so you know she's older than him and in this you know higher position than him and her and Songkyum are considered well known to the public so you know you can respect you know be researched online and you can find updates on them so they're kind of like famous and you know despite that status difference Yunghwa um I mean, Yonghua, he notices that status difference. He knows it. He even, you know, thinks of her as his Rapunzel. He calls her, you know, his Rapunzel. And with that, you see how he's able to relate to her despite knowing, you know, she should be untouchable in some way. But he learns how to navigate her coldness and he listens to her well, so well that he 
knows that when she says one thing, she actually means another. And that's his perceptiveness. And, you know, he's such a sensitive little bug where he can cry at the drop of a hat, which he does multiple times. He will just start crying about things. And, you know, he know, but he, at the same time, he knows how to stand up to her and kind of knock her down a couple notches when she needs it. And that dynamic is what grows her immensely. Like, and and like So Gyung, you see her drastic change in character by the end of the drama, but it's not to the point where she's not, you know, still herself. She's still, you know, a little grumpy, you know, difficult to handle, but, you know, she's, she's grown. You can see how, you know, much she grows and she opens up. And while Younghwa, like Miju, changes as well, um, it's also like me do nothing drastic. He just experiences new things like his first love and his first breakup and overall just, you know, growing pains because he's the youngest one. And it's, you know, real and believable. And it was so lovely to watch. <laughs> this story is a love story between these characters and it, not just like, you know, them and their romantic senses. It's, you know, throughout the show, Miju and Dana they grow close and they become friends despite Miju <laughs> claiming that they're not over and over again, but they are. And then you have So Gyung and Yonggwa who become roommates and good friends and they all connect to each other. And it's just a lovely friend group with tons of love all around. And, and I just love them together. <laughs> like the chemistry between the actors definitely came through. Um, definitely came through with the the characters and just another note dana like i said like miju is so admirable to me because you know while she's rude and harsh (laughs) she also is so honest in a way even when she's trying to hide her feelings from yonggwa she also simultaneously is telling miju all about her feelings and so she can't you know keep those feelings inside and i think that's admirable she never really goes too inward you know where you know she can't reach out to others she still finds a way to do that and she's childlike too despite her trying to call Youngwa a kid all the time but she's very childlike and you know her you know childlike behavior is why you know is is her being grumpy and curt with others but over time she matures and you and you can see her you know admit her feelings and her love to Yonghwa. And it's just one of the cutest and surprisingly relatable displays of falling in love for me. Their their relationship, despite it being, you know, um, you know, her older, her, you know, richer, you know, than him and him, you know, this young artist, it, the way they fall in love to me was so, 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 so relatable. I think it was like her, you know, trying to deny her feelings all the while not you know, always wanting to be around him, you know, and she's trying to admit that, but she's not admitting it at the same time. And him recognizing, like, I know you care about me, but I'm gonna, you know, allow you to have your space. But at the same time, I want you to know how much I like you. You know, that kind of thing was so, um, so relatable and it was beautiful to see. Um, and Miju and Sokyum are also super cute together and their loves, but their love story was just super easy. And it was, because it was so easy, it was so relaxing to watch as well. So there was never really any, you know, they had no real hangups about, you know, how they felt about each other. So that was just nice, to, you know, to watch as well. Because a lot of times in K-dramas, the, the love, you know, love story 
can just be so dramatic and you're like just fall in love and tell each other you love each other and just that be the end but with them that was easy they right off the bat you they knew they were supposed to be together in some kind of regards even if it was you know them starting off as friends it just was easy um even though Dana's and Youngwa's relationship was a little bit more difficult and ups and down it still was to me another realistic display of a relationship despite it you know their situations being a little dramatic, the way they handled their emotions was not dramatic. It was quite relatable and I quite understandable. I got exactly, you know, nothing they did ever felt like that doesn't make any sense. It always, always, always made sense. Um, so yeah, um, and let me just quickly go into some of the side characters. Um, so let me just mention for Sok Young's family. So his father is the villain of the story, but also is allowed a lot of room to grow and you know change and so by the end you get to see a little bit of that and his mother though she seems like you know she should also be a bad guy she's you know this self-proclaimed absent mother um but you know at the same time she's super likable and admirable you know because of her honesty and and because of her selfishness she is you know what you may wish you could be you know she's fulfilling her dreams you know without any regard to anything or anyone else and that's kind of you know invaluable everyone's like hey i wish i could be selfish like that and she is um but in you know even in all of that she's still loved by her children and um, she loves them as well and you know that throughout the entire drama you know despite her being you know very open about her being just a bad mother she actually really, really loves them. And you see that. And Sokyeom's um, sister, his Nuna, she is an ideal sibling. She's never in his business. She lets him live, but she also, also like watches his back for him. So, you know, that's great. And she likes his girlfriend right off the bat. And they kind of, you know, him and, and her and Miju kind of form a little bond. So that was nice to see. And then you also have Sokyeong and his running mates who end up, you know, helping him find his new career and passion. They're the ones that really help him figure out what he wants to do with his life, um, which is great. And then not necessarily Miju. Like, that's what's cool, too. It's like they were their their own their own people without each other. They were able to come together as, like, their themselves, their whole selves. And, ugh, so relatable. Ugh, so good. Um, and then there's also uh, Miju's best friend and roommate, May, who is super funny. And she's such a great, you know, supporter of Miju. And she's just, um, she acts like her big sister. So that was great to have, you know, that interaction with her and Miju. And I like how they sometimes would call each other like they were always on a date or something together, which was cute. But they really acted like um, sisters. And Younggwa's um, best friend, Yejun, and his little sister, Yechan, Oh my goodness. For them to be side characters, they were so well crafted. And I'm and honestly, one of my favorite scenes and one of the best scenes in the final episode um, was definitely when Ye Jun um, confesses to Young Guan that he's in love with him and comes out to him essentially. And it was just so well done. And his character, as a, for him to be a side character, I mean, that was. I mean, how did he, how was he so well developed in 16 episodes? I really don't know. But even that kind of moment where you would think they could have done that, you know, made that dramatic and made that, you know, over the top, 
it was subtle and it was meaningful and it was special and it didn't distract from anything else in that episode. And it was the final episode. You would think, you know, something like that at the end, you're like, wait, why? What can we get more? You know, it was, it, it felt like a, you know, a period without the dramatics. I was just, oh, so well done. I mean, can I, can I, how much more can I rant about this drama? I mean, oh, so well done. Okay. So, you know what, guys? I think this is a long enough review. Um, and I can, like, I, I, as you can tell by my review, it really focuses on the characters, um, not so much the plot. You know, the, the plot is there and you follow it beautifully and wonderfully through these characters. And I can tell you, these characters are hands down some of the best written characters I've seen in K-drama in a while and that says a lot because I watch a lot of K-dramas and you know I've seen some great characters over the course of you know my K-drama watching and I definitely would put this easily in like my top five um dramas as in just great character character development well-written characters um great chemistry between characters I mean they all looked like they knew each other I mean I mean I mean I'm saying this as if they're you know like I said I feel like these characters were so real they were actual people I want to believe that they're walking around somewhere right now that's how real they felt to me um and I'm just so happy that I I decided to watch this drama because this was a late decision for me to watch because you know if you listen to some of my other podcast episodes you'll know me you know my apprehension when it comes to Netflix original dramas it's just not something I jump into and this was that kind of drama I was definitely not jumping into this um, and I am so glad that I did I mean so glad so. Like I said, this is enough of a review, I think. Um, but I will say that I cried um, the last two episodes, not only because it was very, you know, there were very touching moments, but because I was mourning the end of this show. <laughs> I honestly could see their stories continued easily um, as they were just, like I said, such real people to me. And for this to be a snapshot of their lives, it only proved, you know, that there's so much more I want and can't see um, of them. And <sighs> I miss them so much already. But anyway, let me, you know, end this with, you know, this final thought. I can say that for the start of 2021, Run It On is the uh, one to top for me as contender for my favorite drama of the year. <laughs> There's a lot of year left <laughs> and many dramas I'm looking forward to watching, but I can say that right now, this is my favorite drama of the year. <laughs> and quick side note, if you want to see some product placement done well in a drama, Run On and Dyson did a great job. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, that's all um, for this episode. And I think this is long enough, so I'm going to end here. But I want to thank you all so much for listening. And whether you're listening in the evening or the morning or the afternoon, I hope you have a great day. So everyone, it's been real. 